Hi, welcome to Yell at Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy. This is episode three of 139. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. How are y'all doing out there? Thank you so much for listening to Yell at Your Fat. You have no idea how happy I am to be able to share my weight loss ideas with all of you. Now, I'm not a licensed dietitian, nutritionist, or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this and succeeded, and I want to pass on the things I've learned to you. And fat shouldn't be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. You should yell at your fat. And I have a few things that I'd like to say to my fat today. Fat! Get off of me! I am so sick of bending over and having you hang off of me! Get away! Ah, yes, that is so nice. (laughs) Okay, today's episode is called Motivation. And motivation can come via a couple of different angles. You can be motivated to go towards something good... Or you can be motivated to move away from something that's bad. Sometimes it's a combination of both, like you're running away from a monster into the arms of a safe person or something like that. Uh Uh-oh, did someone say monster? I am the motivational monster. You should listen to me because I will motivate you to be... (laughs) that monster out. (laughs) But there are several things that could be going on in your life that will motivate you away from the unhealthy, overweight, or unhappy you towards the healthy, thin, happy you. And sometimes it can come in the form of a family member that is urging you to take care of yourself and even in the form of a negative comment or look from a stranger. And I have this little story I want to tell you about the person I used to be. When I was, I think, Almost at my heaviest weight, I was definitely over 300 pounds at the time. I got on a little kick, is what my husband likes to call kicks, when I get on something and I keep wanting to do it over and over, (laughs) a food or, you know, an activity that he calls it a kick. But for a period of about four months or so, I was on a kick and very obsessive about birthday cakes. And specifically, it was those store-bought white birthday cakes with white frosting, you know, the kind that you buy in a bakery section from those local grocery stores, the ones that have those pretty pink or yellow roses around the edges. And you know that you've got one when the cake is all sliced up and you're, you know, everybody's going by to get their slice of cake that's on the table. And you're looking for the biggest piece that has the most flowers on it. Cause you know that the ones with the flowers on it have the most frosting. (laughs) Okay. I know that. Anyway, that's what (laughs) that's what I was doing. And I I, I loved birthday cake, those kind of birthday cakes. And I lived in a small town and they had one huge grocery store near where I used to live. And I remember that my birthday cake kick started one time when I was just harmlessly walking by the bakery section of the store. And I just had my little basket, la-di-da, la-di-da. And then it was like, oh, what is that smell? You know, what is that glorious smell over here by the bakery? I'm going to walk over to this display case and see what smells so delicious. (laughs) 
And there was this lady that was putting some freshly frosted birth birthday cakes into the case and my mouth instantly started watering like maybe yours is watering right now I don't know mine is actually right now as I'm talking about it but I don't know about you but somewhere in my brain lies some information about birthday cakes and I don't know where it came from but there is this rule about birthday cakes in there and it very clearly states you don't have birthday cake unless it's someone's birthday you just don't do it. It is absolutely not possible. Either it has to be somebody's birthday or it has to have just been somebody's birthday and it's leftover birthday cake. But regardless, unless it's somebody's birthday, you just do not have birthday cake. So all of a sudden I'm standing there, you know, with my little basket, la di da di da and it hits me that I can cheat this rule. I mean, I, I all of a sudden realize that I am an adult I can have birthday cake if I want to. And it's not even my birthday. So I walked right up to this lady and I pointed to one of those nine inch cakes that she was putting out. And I said, you know, can I have that one? And she's like, oh, sure, honey. You know, what would you like written on it? Oh, crap. Like, what do I do now? Think, Wendy, think, you know, it's <laughs> like this panic, you know, hit in. And I was like, what? am I going to do? And all I could, that came out of my mouth was happy birthday, Bob. And she smiled and said, okie dokie, or something like that. And in my head, I'm like, happy birthday, Bob, happy birthday, Bob. Who's Bob? I don't even think I know a Bob, you know? Well, you know, sometimes Bob would have two birthdays in one week and sometimes he'd have three. And, and that was only if there was a different lady working at the counter I used to come in at different times and different days. Once I even remember going in at midnight when I was in college and I just wanted to avoid running into the same lady. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that where you're, you're buying something, you know, that you know is unhealthy or embarrassing or something, and you don't want to keep buying it from the same person. Um, we'll talk about this more in a later episode. You know, I think it has something to do with, um, you know, guilt, guilt feelings and things, but eventually what I would do was I would shift the wording to, from Bob, you know, Bob didn't have any more birthdays. It was like, happy birthday, Melanie. And I remember this because I never knew a Melanie my entire life. I still have never met a Melanie. So if your name's Melanie, write me. I'd like to meet you because I've never met a Melanie. Anyway, and another one I did was, uh, congratulations, everybody. And I was really impressed with that one because it was really generic. You know, nobody would ever, you know, ever think to think that that you know even remotely think that that was a, a not a legitimate cake congratulations everybody could be for anything and even one time I tried happy retirement sweet parents I remember that one and my father would have been so psyched to know that he was retiring that day but he never knew about it <laughs> and I would go home and I would eat these cakes over the course of a couple of days and the cycle continued and it continued until I was motivated to stop. And this motivation came in the form of, you know, the painful, awkward kind, the kind that you want to move away from. And here's what happened. One day I was walking through the grocery store and one of the bakery ladies, ladies recognized me. And I wasn't even in the bakery section. I was just walking down another aisle and she walked right by me and I instantly recognized her and I pretended not to you know, cause you just, it's this total uncomfortable feeling, you know? And so I, 
I just, you know how you sometimes when you're, when you don't, you're trying to pretend like you don't know somebody that you'll like bend over and grab some stupid product that you happen to be standing next to like disposable razors or something. And you pretend to read the package, like you've never read the package of disposable razors before. Oh, these have aloe vera strips and for better comfort and fewer nicks. That is so nice. I like that. I think I'm going to buy these razors. You're just pretending to be enthralled by this package. And she walked by me and just smiles at me and says, Hey there, whose birthday is it today? You know, and that was it. Just, just whose birthday is it today? And she wasn't trying to be mean or anything. And she was just trying to be helpful. You know, just I'll go, I'll go back and get it started for you. Whose birthday is it? But the point was my jig was up, you know, it was over. There was no way I could continue to buy birthday cakes because they all must know what I'm doing. I mean, everybody there must know me and they must know that I'm doing this and eating these cakes and how embarrassing was that, you know? And the nearest other store with a bakery was literally, literally an hour away. So it was completely over. There was just no way I could have these birthday cakes anymore. No more birthdays for Bob. You know, I was motivated to stop eating birthday cakes out of embarrassment and discomfort. And I remember trying Twinkies and things like that for a while, but they just didn't compare to birthday cakes. So my motivation to stop eating something unhealthy just happened to be this experience that I had at this grocery store. And the point of this story is first to illustrate how easily we can get into unhealthy habits, which I'm definitely going to go into more depth later in another episode. But Secondly, to point out how negative reinforcement can actually motivate you to change just as much as positive reinforcement. And it's a tricky thing, you know, because the problem is the negative reinforcement usually ends up making you feel bad about yourself afterwards and during. And, you know, if I would have gotten to the point emotionally and mentally where I made the decision to stop buying those birthday cakes on my own, I would have felt, you know, so empowered and so proud of myself, you know, so in control of me. But as it was, even though I ended up with the same result, you know, I stopped eating the cakes, I felt as though it really wasn't my decision. And I had no control over the situation, you know, it was taken care of for me. And I encourage you not to let a negative situation like a bad checkup from a doctor or a rude comment from someone, you know, somebody making some kind of nasty comment to you. I encourage you to not let those negative situations take your control away from you. Find something positive that motivates you to change and go towards the light, not away from the darkness. You know what I'm saying? I think above all else, if I could attribute my weight loss success to one thing, it would be my motivation to get healthy. And even now, I am entirely motivated to live a healthy lifestyle, make good food choices and exercise daily. And my motivation to be the, you know, the person I've always dreamed I could be on the outside has given me a leg up on my journey to the success that I've had so far. And for me, it's a combination of the pain of being so overweight and the thought of once and for all being, you know, that skinny person that motivates me to keep going. So I guess more literally, I can't imagine getting this far, you know, accomplishing so much and then just letting it all go. And I have a story that really illustrates this. Um, th this, this girl, I, it's a story about this little eight-year-old girl that I know. She's very, very dear to me. And she happens to be very smart and very funny and quite athletic. She's just pretty much a remarkable little girl. <laughs> and, um, 
She recently decided to run in this foot race at this community event that they were having in her town. And all of the kids were kind of clumped together and weren't really separated out into age brackets, you know, because there weren't that many kids involved. So basically all of them were going to be getting ribbons anyway, and they just kind of clumped them all together. And um, so here, here's this girl and she's in this race and she's running her heart out and she's clearly in the lead of the race the entire time and then out of nowhere comes this older boy who you know obviously is going to pass her because he's a boy and he's a lot older and his legs are longer and he passes her right towards the end there and she's literally 30 feet from the finish line and I'm not kidding 30 feet from the finish line and she's clearly either way going to win second place but she stops dead in her tracks and turns around and walks off the field. She didn't even want to finish the race. And I wasn't there. I heard this story from her mom who told me, you know, kind of a play-by-play -play of what happened. But I, when I did hear about this story, I asked her, you know, like, honey, why, why didn't you finish the race? They had a ribbon for you, you know, and everything. They had a prize for you at the end. Why didn't she finish it? And she said... This is all she said. She goes, I wanted to win. And, you know, believe it or not, I totally related to her when she said that. I mean, granted, I would have probably run, you know, that extra 30 feet and gotten this little ribbon, you know, and been so proud to be basically, you know, just the first place girl finisher. You know, I could, you could look at it any way you want, but I, I completely understand how having a goal you know, a clear, concise, and unmistakable goal, like finishing first place or getting a particular size or goal weight is a huge motivator, you know, and, and if you thought, or like in her case, knew that you weren't ever going to get there, it would be like, what's the point? Why do I even keep going? Why don't I just turn around? And that's why it's so important not to set your goal to be too specific like lose this amount of weight by this time or lose 10 pounds faster than your friend, something like that. Because if you fail at that very specific goal, you know, if some older, fast running skinny boy passes you, you know, you might be tempted to quit and turn around like she did. And, you know, I was never motivated to be a supermodel or wear a bikini you know, I was, and actually still am, motivated simply to finish what I started. You know, just finish this weight loss race and get to the healthy weight that I know I can attain. And that's why I don't quit. I don't just sit back and expect results. I work really, really hard for them. And I have this personal fitness trainer that I'm working with right now, and her name's Tiffany. And she's super sweet and she knows her stuff. And she works with me three times a week on weight and resistance training. And then three times a week, I do a really good cardio workout on my own. And I've interviewed her many times because I think she's very interesting and very well informed. And I've interviewed her and I've asked her many questions about fitness and overall health because she's like, you know, she's gonna, it's going to take you off. But she's just, I mean, so skinny. She's not, I wouldn't say skinny, just so healthy. Just, she used to be a gymnast when she was in school. And she, we got to talking one time about, um, 
because I have a problem with some excess skin, you know, since I've lost so much weight and we were talking about skin. She goes, oh yeah, look at my, I, I have real stretchy skin. And she showed me her stomach one time and I just wanted to barf, you know, she's one of those girls. But in spite of that, in spite of hating her, I really like her. <laughs> anyway, I, I ended up re asking her a whole bunch of questions, you know, over the course of the time we've been training. And I recorded some of her responses. And I think I'll be sharing them with you as the weeks progress. But recently, I was doing one of the machines, and I think it was this calf one where you stand on this ledge, like you're standing on the edge of a, a sidewalk. And you stretch up and then you go down and you go up and you go down and you have weights on your shoulders. So it, it's, it's just really, really hard. And I would do a lot of walking and hiking. And I always thought that my calves were the things that, you know, my muscles that were going to soar me to success, you know, like they were so great that <laughs> the, no, they're not. Um, this machine, I, I think it's the one that I was doing. I call it little Satan, you know, because it's very evil. <laughs> But anyway, it's not really called Little Satan. That's just what I call it. But anyway, I was asking her how she thought I was progressing. And here's what she said. Actually, yours is probably the quickest progress I've had out of any of my clients in the last year. And I think um, a lot of that goes to credit towards you because you're sticking to your healthy eating and you're doing cardio on your own. A lot of people come in here and expect that the three days a week and that's all they're going to do. And they don't commit to anything else outside of that where you have gone above and beyond what I could hope for anyone to do, and that is why you're seeing the progress that you're seeing. Thank you very, very much, and I also think it has to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're motivated to change, and this goes for getting healthy or losing weight or you know, even quitting smoking and quitting drinking, if you've got friends out there that maybe don't have a weight problem but they, they have some other type of a, an issue or a concern with their life and their health, you know, whatever is going on in their life that's causing them pain, you know, direct them to this, um, to the show, because maybe some of the things I'm saying could be applied to other aspects of your life. Um, and maybe you can help somebody too. But if you are motivated to make a change in the positive direction, you can ride on that motivation the entire time. And just to illustrate that, how fast have you seen a kid you know, do chores or do homework, you know, if he knows that he's going to go to the movies or sleep over at a friend's house when he's done. I mean, he's just like, oh, you need me to do this? Okay, zip, 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 you know. But it's, 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 it's amazing what a simple motivation technique will do, what a simple little positive motivator will do to get somebody to do something. And having something positive to look forward to is truly key when you're trying to accomplish something that is very difficult. And let's face it, this may be one of the most difficult things that you've faced in your life. At least it was for me. It's very, very difficult to um, lose weight and maintain a healthy lifestyle. It's very, very difficult. And you should be very proud of yourself for, for attempting this and for eventually succeeding in this. I think it's great. And I think that this ties in very nicely with something that rocks that I would like to tell you about right now. I like it a lot. Hey, here's an idea. Boy, <laughs> look at this little sweetheart. Can you hear that? That is a little puppy dog giving me big hits. <laughs> it's called Pickle. Pickle's a sweet little uh, 57 mix. And uh, 
here's the thing, folks. If you want to get some exercise, you got to get yourself a puppy. Simply because uh, you just can't sit around. You've got to take that little puppy on a walk and uh, wait till uh, tomorrow. Jeez, I'm getting all kinds of things. Hey, get a puppy. <laughs> that is my dog Pickles, and I love, I love Pickles. She's so sweet, and you should have seen my dad's face when I picked up this 30-pound puppy, you know, and plopped her on his lap. I mean, she started licking him and nuzzling all over him, and he could barely, you know, do his little snippet of what he was trying to say, but it was really adorable. But it really is true. Having a dog, you know, or, you know, a buddy to exercise with or count calories with is a wonderful motivation technique. And for me, it's a no-brainer that I'm going to be going walking or hiking or running at least five miles every single day. And I know it might sound like a lot now, but boy, it, it really isn't a lot when you break it up, you know, to a morning walk and an afternoon walk and an evening walk. I mean, it just, it, it really, t you know, takes its toll. It really adds up. Your mileage can really get up there if you have a dog. And that is what she has become accustomed to. Pickles really misses her walks. Like if I'm not feeling well or something, and I'm trying to sleep in. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, there, that is not going to happen. Oh, no, no. She'll come and start licking me and like, hey, I'm ready. You know, so when you've got somebody like that, like, you know, as simple as a little puppy or a dog, you just can't let them down. You know, you just can't blow it off. And there's more than just my tiredness or sore muscles at stake here. She needs this exercise and I need it too. And I was going through this magazine and I read about this University of Missouri study and it showed that walking your dog for 20 minutes, just 20 minutes, five times a week helps you lose more weight than the leading diet plans. And it didn't go into any more depth than that about the diet plans, but very significantly um, helps you lose weight when you just walk as much as 20 minutes and walking a dog is different than just walking. Cause we all know if you've ever had, especially a puppy or just a happy, energetic type dog, they, they're excited to be out there. They're not just walking along. La -dee -da, this is pretty boring. What's over here? It's, Oh my gosh, la -dee -da, this is really interesting. What's over here. And they pull you or they want to smell and they go from this side of the road to that side of the road. And so you get a lot of exercise, plus, you know, your arm muscles holding onto that leash and, you know, picking up the little presents that they drop. I mean, everything adds up. You're burning calories from the second you put your shoes on to the second you come home with a dog, you know, when you take them out for a walk. This study, the University of Missouri study, also went on to say that dog walkers lose an average of 14 pounds a year or basically even further than that, it says allows you to eat more so you don't gain the 14 pounds. So it's very, very significant. And um, I, I highly suggest that you that you look into this. And, and Pickles and I, I mean, we work out together constantly. And I know over the course of these shows, I'll be t telling you many, many stories about her. She's She's just a wise soul, and um, she has taught me so many things, especially she's told me about the importance of naps, because she's an awesome nap buddy. <laughs> I say, you want to take a nap? And then she just goes right over and jumps on the bed, and we take our nap. But it's 
it's she's just seriously she if you have someone that you can exercise with or go food shopping with or even call when things get tough you're going to see incredible results and my husband marty and i did our weight loss process together and knowing that he was there to pull me and vice versa made us a you know a truly successful team it's like pulling a rope together. You know, if I know that I've got a buddy's help, I can pull that rope much farther and quicker than I could by myself. So, and I'm going to talk more in detail about this in a later episode. And I keep saying that today, it seems, but it's totally true. I mean, I have 139 episodes, people, so I'm going to be talking a lot. <laughs> but one huge motivator for me is music. Specifically, certain songs really do it for me. And about four times a week, uh, Pickles and I hike to the top of a this killer mountain that's near our house. And it's a five and a half mile round trip hike. And we always come home panting and sweaty. And we actually um, lay on the air conditioning vent together. It's really funny. We just kind of lay there and for about five minutes after we get back just to cool. <laughs> but anyway... The other day, I was coming up on one of these steeper parts of this mountain, and the whole thing, trust me, is just ridiculous. I mean, seriously, it's like the entire trip is like 45 degree angle. I'm not even kidding. It's it's seriously a killer mountain. But I was coming up on one of the super steep parts of this mountain, and I was thinking seriously about turning around. And you know, I gave myself some excuse like, you know, well, you've got this going on and this going on later. And oh, oh, remember you're going shopping tonight and you know you're going to walk a lot. So, you know, just turn around. You got some things to do. Just go home. What's this? Turn around? No, do not turn around. You keep going. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, all of a sudden, this song comes on my iPod. I mean, the song comes on my iPod. And I'm not sure if it's this way for you, but certain songs just get processed differently in my brain. And I remember when I was a little girl, uh, my sister, Julie, got this 45 record of this one song, and she played it on her little record player. And I remember when I heard it, I jumped up, and started, I mean, totally freaking out. I mean, I would wiggle all over the place. Just every time she'd play this one particular song, to this day, I have no idea why it gets in there like that, but to, I just would start wiggling all around. And this song comes on this radio and keeps me on the radio, on the iPod, and it got, got me to keep going up that mountain. And, you know, if you were to ask my sister, you know, what song used to make me go crazy and dance like a wild woman when we were kids, I know she would tell you instantly what song it is. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to call her. <laughs> I'm not planning this. Let's see. I've got my phone right here. I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to call my sister, Julie, and ask her if she knows the answer to this question. So let's just see. There it goes. Oh, my God. Shoot. I hope it doesn't go to voicemail. Hello? Julie? What? <laughs> I have a random question to ask you. Okay. 
Do, <laughs> do you remember when we were little kids at the Green and White House and you had that 45 record of this certain song and you would play it on the record player and every time you would play it, I would just start wiggling around and dancing like a crazy girl. Do you remember what that song was? Yeah. What was it? That's exactly right. Thank you so much, Julie. Do you know what else? What? You're on <laughs> you're on yell at your fat right now. I just recorded you saying that answer. <laughs> oh, you did. Yes. You're live out across the world. We even have listeners in Germany. I'll let you know. In Germany. In Germany. We have um at least one listener from Germany and one from Australia. So you're going out oh. <laughs> to other continents. <laughs> But anyway, I love you, and I'll call you back after I'm done recording. I have some very important work to do, so I'll see you later. Very good. Very good. I love you, Julie. I'll talk to you later. Okay, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that worked out really, really well. I did not expect, first of all, to get her on the phone, and secondly, that she would remember that, but definitely, she got it. It is a song called... Devil with the blue dress song. <laughs> that song just kicks butt. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about it. And it's not like it's the best song in the world or anything, but I don't know. It got in there. You know, it just got in there when I was a little girl. And if you like to buy it, it's called Devil with a Blue Dress On. I'm sure you've heard it. It's by Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, and it's available on iTunes. So music is a huge motivation technique, you know, to use. And I highly recommend that you invest in some sort of portable music device to listen to while you're exercising or cleaning house or walking the dog. Because if you listen to upbeat music, it will make you move faster and you'll have a little pep in your step that will help you burn additional calories. And it really is true. Every single calorie matters. Just like every calorie matters what you know that you put into your body, every calorie matters that you burn off of your body. It's it's the same thing. So start thinking about it like that. You know, it's not just counting calories that go in, it's counting calories that go out. You can burn extra calories just by, you know, getting motivated to do something a little differently. Listen to the music, give it a try. It really does work. And I hope you do have something in your life that will motivate you to get fit and healthy. And I remember I used to have this plaque um, in my room and it, and it said the following quote. It was by a, a man named Zig Ziglar, who, if I remember right, he was um, a motivational speaker and like a religious type speaker, um, very, very insightful and um, an interesting man that I remember. I don't know why I had this quote, but I did. It said, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. So, you know, it's so true. This motivation that you find, it must be constant. 
you have to be able to call on it when you need it. So try and find what it is that motivates you and whether you're avoiding something unpleasant or going towards something positive, the result is the same. The thing that motivates you will get you to where you need to go. Maybe it's listening to the show that motivates you. I, you know, I hope so. I hope it's helping some of you find your motivation at least, but just, just make, make the choice to find something out there that does it for you, that, that makes you want to work hard and makes you want to succeed and ride on that the whole way through. Like I did, I just found my motivation and I rode it like a ship that sailed through the sea. So now I've said this before, I am going to help you. This really will work. I will give you every detail and tip that I've got. And all you have to do is think about it and start looking at things a little differently. Whatever you've tried before didn't work. If it worked, you wouldn't have a weight problem right now. And all you have to do is find something that motivates you to change. Right this minute, right this very, very minute, Think about what makes you happy. Find the thing in your life that makes you happy and use it to your advantage. And realize that by finding motivation, you are making your life better. Right now, you have the ability to change your life and you're doing it just by listening to me talk. I'd really love to hear from you. You can email me if you like at wendy at yellatyourfat.com and let me know what you think about the show. Or if you want, you want to try something a little crazy, you can call and leave me a message at Yell at Your Fat. You just call 866-738-0945 and push 704 to be connected to the Yell at Your Fat message line. You can leave me a message, yell at your fat, or just share your story, and I'll try and play it during a future episode. And if you haven't already... Please subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using. And if you're so inclined, you know, leave a message, leave a comment about the show in iTunes. And, you know, word of mouth really is the best form of advertising for these types of things. So I appreciate your help in spreading the word about this show. I really do. So until next time, make at least one good food choice each day. Focus on utilizing the things in your life that motivate you and be proud that you are making this decision to help yourself. You should be so proud of yourself. What an amazing person you are to take your own life into your own hands. You can do this. Have faith in yourself and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening.